Gearheads Podcast. And lights out and away we go! Welcome back to another week on our podcast. Once again, it's me, Ving, your host, and it's time to buckle up, put the feet down, and eat the gas, because it's been another crazy week on motorsport and sim racing. I hope everyone's been okay. It's been a great March for me. We reached over the 20k in only eight episodes and over 1,000 followers, so I'm more than happy, and I've been thinking that we can improve. And like I say, after the five guests that I announced, I will slowly bring guests and bring a pause. So that means if every two weeks we will have a guest and between the two weeks, one of the episodes will be only debate, bring more talk to the show. And on the following week, I, like I told you, a guest, then bringing me more time to talk with the guests, like you know, 20 minutes will not be enough. All the time I extending over the 40 minutes because the conversation is always very good. So for that, we will improve and change a little bit to bring you more conversation about sim racing, not extending over one hour the episode. So for that, I have to adjust myself and I think this will be the best way to keep reaching you, to keep improve. Today, as probably you cannot see, I'm making the podcast on the bed. <laughs> Been a little bit sick over the last couple of days and I have a major adding. But I still want to keep bringing you the podcast without uh, feathers. And I will bring you today Leo Moura. Leo Moura is a Brazilian residing in Toronto and Canada. He had a huge passion about sim racing. And we'll see that this talk today is kind of two friends talk to each other. It's amazing. And a little bit more before I bring Leo Moura is, is a very fast sim racer in oval and dirty road, reaching one of the fastest in iRacing in track badge style. So without any further, I will bring you Lamora. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah. I'm going to call you Leo because it's your, it's your name or you prefer me calling you Omega? Or you prefer... No, uh, I prefer, I prefer Leo. Leo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of people call me Omega, but I do prefer, I do prefer. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so Leo, tell me a little bit about you. Tell me how you developed the this desire for sim racing. Oh, um, I, I start with in the sim racing world. Like, uh, I remember one friend told me I used to play a lot of games. I used to have a channel in YouTube called Omega Chef. That I, I'm really into games. And uh, to be honest, my Steam account have like thousands of games. And one of my friends, I, I met him. I never met him in person. Um, he said to me, hey, I have a new game you have to try. And it was Forza Horizon 3. And I started playing that game. And I was, wow. I was already here in Canada. And I, this game is amazing. Because in the Forza Horizon, you can um, customize your car, painting, rims, everything, a swap engine. Really, you can do a full custom, uh, you have a full customized car for your own races. And one thing that called a lot of my attention was the fact that the driver tars has a tech, it has a very nice, uh, Forza Horizon has a very nice technology uh, that the driver tars try to emulate real drivers. So while you're playing, um, Forza Horizon is capturing the way you use the throttle, the brake, the way, the way you turn, uh, the way you behave in the track. And when you are offline, the Forza Horizon 
three use that skills the uh exactly artificial intelligent learn yeah. to use with the drivers and uh i as i remember you can like hook your horn and the the, the drivers come together you and you have a convoy and you can race against them without internet connection that was the most amazing thing i have seen i am get shoes because <laughs> That day I bought one, uh, I decided to go to a steel wheel because I used to right. play on the keyboard or controller. Yep. And I decided to buy a, a, a steel wheel. So I went to the Microsoft store and I bought my first steel wheel was the TMX, uh, Trustmaster TMX Force Feedback. When I started playing Forza Horizon with that, I hated because it was so... Uh, weird so when i could it the behavior of the cars and uh, oh my god what's going on here so i try even to um get her found from the game so this game is i cannot play this game <laughs> but i couldn't i couldn't get the have found so i start play with the settings <clears throat> and i could uh have a very nice setting for my steel wheel. So that was the point I started to be competitive in the races. I start to win the races. I start to beat uh, real drivers, right? Like other players. And then uh, one guy said to me, hey, you should try for the mod sport and we're going to have a championship. And that was in 2018. So the first year with like this in race world 17, and 2018, I start with the Forza Motorsport. And I start in a championship in a race league in Brazil. I was here, but play with my uh, comrades in Brazil. And I, Hugo, I was like so into that thing. No, it's, it's the same that's yeah, happening. Yeah, like it's, it's something I... Because I, I, we, we don't have the, oh, I say, we don't have the opportunity to go and do real motorsport. And after when you have this one, that's like child uh, dreams and that uh, yeah everything came and you feel the you feel the you feel the immersion you yeah. know and yeah. one of the things is after when I go to my real car I don't need it to push a little bit my real car because I already take all that <laughs> the, all the yeah, exactly the yeah exactly so I remember when I was kid um, when I was four years old five years old. I used to watch all Ayrton Senna races. Usually it was like weekends, family weekends, like spaghetti, you know, <laughs> uh, juice or beer, like for the adults. And we used to watch uh, at the, the TV Ayrton Senna race. I remember to watch like uh, the when he got the first, the second, the third world championship. And I was was watching the day he crashed at the um, Imola, right? I, I was. I, I have I have some memories about Ayrton Senna more because I born in '89, so that first mm -hmm. championship of Ayrton Senna, I don't have the. I was no, not remembering so much. But the the two big memories I have from Formula One is Ayrton Senna the accident, and after another Portuguese driver that was driving for Lotus was Pedro Lamini that have another accident, and that is the. Big flash views that I have from uh, Formula One. After will be for me uh, Bakayel. That for me always was an under underrated uh, Formula One driver. He was so good, so fast against Schumacher. He make things amazing. You know when you yeah. when because you, you see Bottas could not do it with Hamilton and was on the same car and he was on the same car with Schumacher against all the world because you know he have to give uh, races. He have to give up of uh, winning. Uh, racing that on the last turn that happening in Austria. So, you know, he was so good. And I think people forget him so much. How good, um, mm -hmm. a good, a good Barrichello. And if Ayrton Senna didn't have his accident, I think Barrichello would be bigger because he was already under the wing of uh, Ayrton Senna. He was calling him the chef, you know. So I think that Brazil was right. miss, yeah. missing there 
could be such so good having them both of them uh, e-learning with the Ayrton Senna Ayrton Senna evolving with Barrichello I think was missing for sure for sure so I'm telling this to you because back that days I I would love race a car right I would love race a car and I didn't have opportunity because as you know racer real car is expensive yeah exactly yeah the race the parts the car itself if you crash so insurance everything so it's crazy so uh the the sea race for the mod sport for the horizon they brought me this uh, opportunity to be a racer right okay When then a friend say, hey, buddy, you should try Gran Turismo. And because Gran Turismo is a kind of simulator and you should try. It's where the world champion, fear world champion uh, happens. You should mm -hmm. try. So my steering wheel back that days uh, was not compatible with yeah, PlayStation, a... right? So I bought, a G I, I sold that the TMX, uh, then later I bought back, uh, but um, I sold and I, I bought a G29. Then I started Gran Turismo. And the first months in Gran Turismo, I was like win a lot races and championships. And I, 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 I went from the D class for S class quickly. And I was like racing with the the like big guys like I remember doing a race I I with Igor Fraga yeah, uh, I raced with him too against the GT Sport yeah. yeah and all the guys they they were really fast and uh some some guys in Brazil they are they still uh, be my friend uh uh we 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 challenge each other sometimes and then one friend came and said hey Leo since you liked the Gran Turismo, you should try a racing because I racing you can race against uh, Max Verstappen, Leclerc, Tony Canaan, and other guys. You, you, I believe you, you will uh, enjoy. So I remember the day I made my subscription and I start race on I race. I was in a Mazda at the Taksukuba circuit. Mm -hmm. a really tight circuit right mm -hmm. and i i start at p12 so i end up in p5 uh it was great because um i like it the the way the cars behave and how we 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 could uh uh handle the settings everything was really nice on iris however uh, i fell in love for the off-road trucks There's so a lot of questions I have to do about that because you... Yes, the off-road trucks, they are really hard to drive. They are challenging and you have pretty much understand a little bit about uh, the weight of the car, how the car behaves in the rear, how the car drifts, uh, how you drift in the car when you need to drift, how to use the brake, how to use the throttle because sometimes like in a circuit like a, a Wild West, You cannot use the throttle like boom at once. You have to gradually uh, use the throttle to gain speed and don't spin your wheels to gain uh, enough speed and like beat the time. So I won. I'm looking to this right now. I won my first championship on I racing in 2021, Season 2, Division 3. I, 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 I won my first championship, uh, official championship. And I I need I had a try before uh, the season before the season one, uh, 2021 season one division three I got the third place and since then I never stopped I always in the podium if you go to race, you're gonna see since 2021 I'm always in the podium like third second and first place this season 2023 season one I got the second place in my division and the fifth place in the world against 50,000 uh, uh, drivers. That was great achievement for my 
sim racing career. Exactly. So I start like I I love the this sim world so much that I create I change my channel. Before was Omega Chef, I changed it to Omega Race and start create content, uh, helping people like, hey, he is the best because I I start play with the settings to find the best settings for me. But I always tell the guys, hey, this is the best settings for me. Maybe exactly. you adjust for yourself because I have uh, uh, my style of driving, but maybe it's not your style, right? But this is the settings I found. So try it, maybe change something to match. And though I my channel grow up very quickly. So now I'm 14,000, almost 15,000 people follow on YouTube. And about almost 15,000 follow me on Instagram. And I always, on Instagram, I have a different path. I do more entertainment videos, like I show my accidents. I, I'm not ashamed to show my accidents, you know, uh, show my mistakes for, like, not only show to the people that I'm still learning, I have a lot to learning, but uh, also to get feedback, understand what I have done, because wrong, because sometimes we have a view point but people can add to your viewpoint um despite it's, it's the things that we don't see Some, yeah <laughs> sometimes we even mistakes that we do when it's and often we say oh the other person cut me or the other person uh, was that put me off uh, sometimes it's just blocking the other person and we don't realize you know it's two two ways of see but one of the questions i want to do is how can you set up your um off truck uh, off-road truck Because it's completely different set types of setups, you know, and the way right. of the way of the drive. I'm I I'm start learning a little bit about more the oval racing, because mm -hmm. as Europeans we always think oval racing is uh, just go oval, just go around, and it's not. It's a lot of no, lines no. that you have to 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 take. And on i racing, I'm going to ask you when you take that lines, they they keep changing during the race, as a normal dirt moving around, or you always stuck to your online during the cities depend the situation um okay. sometimes for instance if you have to defend the position you can like uh move to a different uh line to protect yeah. uh the, the the inside of the corners right the guy don't uh coming through it's really hard to overtake on the off whole truck the uh, i mean i race with trucks like the pro Uh, true Little and the Pro 4, the Pro True. So they are really uh, really hard vehicles to, to overtake in because they are massive, huge, right? They, they, um, they space, they, 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 they have, uh, it, it's really challenging to pass. And uh, the, when I, when I'm racing, so I always look to the dirt, right? When right. because yeah, the 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 off-road sometimes they are mixed, sometimes not. Like Charlotte, it's mixed, is asphalt and dirt. Uh, Phoenix is uh, is asphalt and dirt, but Wild West is just uh, dirt. Okay. Sometimes, if the dirt is too much used uh, or too much wet, you have to maybe. Uh, go to a, a dry place to gain more speed. Uh, so I try understand. I look at to the to the to the path and try understand the best way to have the better grip. Sometimes I change. Sometimes I stick with my race line. About the setup, uh, it depends the race from race. Sometimes I just the steel ratio, okay, uh, because I believe. Uh, above 4.1 is really loose uh, and the brake bias for each track, right? Sometimes I use 45, sometimes I use 48, 30, depend the track. Uh, and also the suspension, uh, it's depends if you have um, uh, more dirt or more asphalt because okay. you have, if you have just dirt, So you make it more soft to absorb the impacts, right? Like Wide West, you have ramps, you have to jump, 
if you made it really uh, thick, it probably will be not good. Okay. Uh, but like Charlotte, we have a, a, a mix between uh, dirt and um, uh, asphalt. Usually the, the Pro True Little is fixed. You can change only brake bias and uh, uh, steer weight. But for the Pro True and Pro 4 is open, you can change. So you have to understand how to handle the suspension, right? And uh, the, the, the tire pressure to, to gain my speed on the track. So I, I still learn a lot about setups uh, mm -hmm. for the dirt hold and hold in general, but I, I still I think is a is a learning curve. So more you play with it, more yeah, you more errors you do, die. more you're not gonna know found it where it yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. So one friend of mine he said, "Hey, you have to." Uh, like it you have to like to play with settings and always try because it's not only the setup in the side the highway sometimes you have to change your brake pedals right that like maybe uh, more soft more uh hard you know to have a proper brake or even your steel wheel sometimes change it like now right now i'm using 900 sometimes i use uh 500 okay 60. you change the angle depending on yeah, the on depend. the race okay okay exactly and uh, which type of i know that you have two wheel bases i presume fan attack fanatec yeah i have uh, nowadays i have true fanatecs at home okay. i have one uh dd pro gran turismo 8 newtons uh with the v3 pedals okay and the uh H shifter Fanatec H shifter and uh, recently I bought the the hands brake the Fanatec hand brake and I have another one is the I I I built for my son I okay. have a, a Fanatec that was my old Fanatec DD Pro 5 newtons uh and I have a different rims I have the WRC him I have the Gran Turismo rim and the BMW I can see um, on the back of you all of your yeah. <laughs> yeah the BMW and I have the the McLaren GT3 for formulas. Okay. Uh also I have here I don't know if you can see my the Logitech old, my yeah. old G29. I don't sell it. I don't I it's like I keep this because I love this steel wheel so much. This steel wheel fall. This thing will I I I pull it with the the USB connected to the computer or PC. Never damaged, never damaged. This is a really solid steel wheel, and I love it so much because um it's in a mobile standard stand. Yeah. Okay. So I can take here, put in the in my living room or my bedroom and play with my console, like my, my PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5. And also uh, you cannot see, but I have a uh, uh, on the top the one TMX. Okay. Uh, because I used to I used to get like different setups for different games like Xbox, PlayStation, and PC and try help people so if i i don't have it would be hard like just just talk about fanatec right so i i, I keep them also to create content like okay. try help people yeah i'm not but using they even even our setup as a car will after depending on on our wheel correct our, our wheel our wheel change a lot of uh when i'm when i when i change from the logitech to the Trustmasters to the gt1 um completely different i need to set up my everything the way i was uh, attacking on the for example games like dirty rally the way that i was that i was using my rally and the way i was driving i have to adapt a little bit because it's completely different i have to change my setups on the cars after the the Trustmasters, you know you can change the angle on consoles, the Logitech don't let you. So it's a lot of things that one left from the other one that advance. But uh, recently I tried the SimCube uh, 2, the Pro 2, 
And I said to you, we think that don't change a lot, but it's a huge change. The way yeah. that you feel the force feedback, everything is is completely another role, expensive role, as you know. No, yeah, it's, it's more the, smooth because the the force feedback and the, it's 25 uh, newton. Yeah, it's is strong and also is more. Uh, I believe is is more smooth. But uh, one thing I realize, like uh, with I don't have a lot of experience, but the experience I have is the difference you're going to feel between uh, like a, a G29 to a Fanatec DD Pro or, or a Syncub, you only will feel this difference uh, if you are running your limit. If you already find, uh, found your limit uh, and you have great skills, right? Like yes. race, good race craft. I agree with you. I think I think if the you most... don't have a, a good race craft, if you play in the the, the it's like I my wife other day, <laughs> I, I told her, hey, come here, have a seat, and we put a set of course and she start like racing. And uh for her, I believe it doesn't matter play on the Fanatec or the G29, she's gonna feel the same thing because mm-hmm. she no have that compete uh that that co- compete mind you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. She, i know she doesn't mean. compete uh with other drivers so that's why I'm, what i'm trying to say you only will feel this difference uh when you have a good race craft and uh when you you, you went from a hookie to like an intermediate driver or pro driver so we're gonna okay. feel I have so I have two friends. One is Marco Mar- Marcos Martins. He's my teammate. He started I race last year, August last year. He doesn't have one year of I race, and he's uh, already has seven thousand in the road, seven thousand I rate in the road, uh, uh, the road races. He has a G twenty nine, and he bet. Uh, in a in races like he bet Tony Kana, he bet uh, the great names, great names. But he's uh, we, still using the Logitech pedals. He, he still use the Logitech pedals, but the only thing he did uh, was he put a elastometry. Okay, so that was the, the same yeah, thing to when increase I... the, the 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 curve, right? The 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 break. Uh, and all of them say, uh, A, steel wheel is okay, is good you have, is will be more smooth, but most important is pedals. Yeah, you say. have to get have the, a good set of pedals because yeah, the, pedals the way that they, Sometimes a lot of the pedals, like for the Logitech, the, the normal ones, they have a lot of latency. Sometimes when you use the accelerator, it takes a little bit of time to respond. The same thing with the brake. And... Uh, when you change for uh, professional pedals, you, you see that you say like one, one, one second sometimes, one second and a half, just one of the first uh, time that you are driving is, is change, change a lot. But let me ask you, so what's your plans now for the future on sim racing? You're going to continue uh, doing uh, the off-road? I saw today that you had a video driving the Clio. The new, yeah, the new con- content of the of the Clio. <laughs> I I love Clio. I uh, I play Clio's on Project Car too. If uh, I I don't know, I think they are more competitive races because everyone has the same setup. Uh, I don't know. I like it a lot. The Clio. Yeah, Clio drives well. I like it uh, on Gran Turismo. Uh, actually, Renault are uh, one of my favorite brands for for racing. Uh, I believe they have a solid, solid uh, 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 car for uh, different purpose. Um, so I, I still sticking with the truck because I want. I right now I have four thousand three hundred eighteen. I rate in the off road. Okay. I I I'm going probably to the division one uh, next season. I I will try win this the the championship the okay. division one and I, I i want to try 
participate in the World Cup, like try to get the uh, black license, the pro license. Um, I also I, I was planning to create more content. Uh, last year, I created just a few contents for YouTube. I was willing to, because despite I love sim racing, I, I have my responsibilities as a parent, uh, as a father. So I have my wife, my kid, my wife is not working. I, I am responsible for the whole income in the house. Uh, also, I have family to feed. Yeah, exactly. Yes. To pay. So I'm working right now. I, I lost my job in February. Um, I'm uh, sorry for that. No, that's fine. I, I believe it's part of our life. Uh, don't, don't, don't be sorry. Yes, it's, it's what happened with me. Like I said to you, yeah. you know, I have to stop working for the for the disease. Right? For unfortunately, the cancer is winning in some ways. But in other way, I found other things that I'm doing that I'm enjoying. Is always, and that's it. Says we need to evolve. You know, we need to adapt yeah, ourselves. I think it's some things that don't kill us make us stronger. Okay, right? yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and even if we have challenges in life, I believe everything is for a purpose and make us stronger as well. Um, so I lost my job. I, I used to work for a company two years and a half, and they these. Canada is in a recession right now, so I think they it's lay a off all, all the world. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> lay off a lot of people, but I'm working. Uh, I I lost my job February 8, but I start working not in my field. I'm software developer, right? Okay. So is that I have degree in system information. I have post graduation web design. So I don't tell these in my videos, you know, but. Uh, doesn't make sense and like about <laughs> that sim racing, but uh, uh, what I do for a living is like create websites and create softwares, right? And uh, the day I got laid off, the other day I was driving Uber, and then the following week I I have the professional drive license. I I really professional driver, so I drive school bus. Okay. So I have students. I have now, I believe, 25 students. So I take them to the school and take them home every day. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard job, you know. But uh, I still, while, meanwhile, I'm looking for a job, I still have an opportunity to feed my family. So that was the challenge to create content. But I believe now... The focus is create more content to YouTube, continue create content to Instagram, and also try to uh, win the World Champion Division One on iRace off hold. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of manic now coming to the sim racing. So we saw the ESLR competition giving half a million as a as a, as a prize for the winner. So I think yeah, exactly, it's coming a lot of good things for the sim racing. And Leo, thank you so much for having with with us. It was a pleasure. And uh, I, I, I hope when I have my PC, we're going to start racing together and probably make some challenge. Probably I'm going to challenge you on an off-road <laughs> truck. It'll be a pleasure. Let's have <laughs> some fun. Exactly. Race yeah. is fun. Race is, is about race fun. Is always fun. Right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And thank you so much for having you. And I wish you all the best. And uh, see you soon. Thank you very much. I wish all the best. You're going to beat that, man. You're going to... You will be stronger. You okay. Thanks so much, Leo. Thank you. And that was Leo. Was a, is an amazing person with the greatest art and was for me one of the amazing conversations I had it. Uh, I say he's like talking to a friend and I can't wait to share the track with him and probably having him teaching me how to be fastest on oval. <laughs> But I have to move with the episode and I have to bring the next step. And the next step is start to bring sponsors to the podcast. I will open four, sponsor, four opens to, or four slots better for sponsors. And that will be the first, the beginning, the pre-roll and what they're calling the end roll. 
beginning of the podcast and ending of the podcast and we'll be charging 20 pounds for that on the middle of the podcast we'll have the the slot for 40 pounds and introducing the guest or the the team of the week will be the 60 pounds that you can think oh it's too much but for the numbers that we do in a moment we could be charging more but i think as we are a podcast related with charity and half will go to the charity so i think this is the first to beginning for and i think i could not asking for much more so if you have a company that you think that you can that you you would like to join us uh if you know anyone please talk with them helping us reaching more companies i will try a lot but as you can imagine it's very difficult on my state to try to reach a lot of companies so I will ask you for your help. We don't charge a lot. Believe me, for a lot of the podcasts that reach these numbers in one month, normally they charge charge over 100 to 200 just for the beginning role, so the, for the beginning of the episode and end of the episode. So I'm going with low numbers to try to captivate more people, to try to captivate people to join me. If they join on the English podcast Of course the money will be donated with Macmillan as we're doing already. If you reach the Portuguese one, I will try to donate it with the Liga Country Cancro in Portugal. So it will be a little bit different, but this is focused on the English one. So please once again, I am asking you if you know anyone that want to join us, please share the podcast, share the um, passion that I bring it and try to help us to reach more people. And it's time to jump on motorsport. I will have to jump today on MotoGP on two wheels and talk a little bit about Portimão. Could be a great race, but everything go wrong as soon as Marquez hit the Portuguese driver Miguel Oliveira, number 88, and putting both of them out of the race. Uh, the news is Oliveira will miss the race, and that is bringing more fuel to the fire stock that the fact that Marquez as he essentially escape serving his punishment from the contact. So, as you can imagine, Marquez will fail the next uh, MotoGP as the Portuguese. He was to have a long lap, so that one lap will counting as... You have to make two laps to counting as one. But as soon as he's missing the Argentine Grand Prix, we're not set to transfer to the, to the next race, and we will not having any punishment that bring a little bit of harsh to the fact that the Portuguese driver is f- missing one already uh, race due to the contact. And I n- we've been seeing that the team of Oliveira demanding an harsh penalty, but till the moment nothing is talk. All my opinion, I think Marquez should be punished not only with a long lap, but probably with one or two races but that should not pass if he failed them due to injury. So he injury another driver, he injury another person, could be worst. Gladly, Oliveira just have a small spring on his, on his hands. He need to, he, of course, he cannot go to the, to the Argentina Grand Prix, but I think we should be more harsh on the, what's happening. I'm not the greatest person to talk about MotoGP. I follow a little bit, but it's briefly. So my knowledge is not the greatest. But as a fan and as a person from outside, I think there should be more severe punishment on this case. But like I say, I'm not a professional uh, driver. I don't know so much about MotoGP. So I take it with a pinch of salt, like I say what I'm talking about but give me your opinion let me know on my Instagram what you think about it or on Twitter so I you if you think that should be Arshit please let me know I will talk a little bit about NASCAR it was a super wild race on the circuit of Americas feature eight cautions three attempts of overtime finish the running to 75 laps instead of 68 in that was scheduled and take it over three hours <laughs> was practically an endurance race with all the stop times and everything 
was the mark of the beginning of Justin Button on NASCAR and that is now having two World F1 champions, Kimi Raikkonen and Button. Starting with being a great race was quite, I say, tack attack, but extended for too long and I presume that's due to the cars are very heavy, very difficult to, to go on outside of oval tracks. It's nice to see the NASCAR taking a little bit more of European approach on racing, but I don't know if the, all the NASCAR drivers are ready. As you can see, not all the Formula One drivers can jump straight away and make a great race on the NAS on NASCAR. Rakim Raikkonen was doing very well, but after he set up his strategy for the last attempt of overtime, was not the greatest. On the first turn, he could jump to the fifth position instead of starting on fourth. That will take the outside, the inside, and not the outside. That he take it when he take it the outside. He after start being push, push, uh, sorry, push out on the first turn, lost a lot of positions, and that is where I say that. A, f a Formula One driver or a European style driver probably cannot jump straight away to NASCAR and the same one to uh, European style of race. So I think NASCAR is improving a lot, is bringing a lot of good races, but three hours <laughs> to complete 75 laps is a lot, is a lot. Moving on, F1, F1 is set to have a nice weekend now. Let's see what's happening and the talk keep going about Hamilton and now a lot of people th think that Hamilton is losing out from Russell is ahead on in on these last two races but I agree I don't see Hamilton so comfortable and I think uh, Russell will start bring that comfortable in results instead of uh, Hamilton because Russell is dealing better with uh, Mercedes than Hamilton and that bring again to the conclusion that Hamilton could be out of uh, Mercedes. Red Bull closed the door on this week, saying that they're comfortable with the drivers that they have. The drivers apparently are Perez is on end of contract, but they say that uh, they're counting with Perez apparently for the next um, year. So let's see what's happening. I just see now Hamilton having two choices stick with Mercedes that I don't think he wanted or jump on Merce on Ferrari but I don't see that Ferrari will bring him a car that Hamilton wants so let's see what Australia reserved was and if we'll bring a little bit more development on this talk on terms of race Formula E was here and I can see Formula E being a little bit of an old school Formula One. So we see a lot of tire conservation, fuel allocation, I say fuel with my fingers on the air as I refer to electric fuel, the reliability and the mechanical sympathy and general strategy of a multitude of technical parameters. And that is, like I say, is bringing a little bit of creating something more than not just uh, driving fast but sometimes a little bit better races. Um, the race in Sao Paulo was great again, was more than great probably. Felix Acosta was going for the podium, I was very happy talking about Felix Acosta, but he made on the last, um, on the last laps, he take a little bit too wide on turn one, lock and take him away from the from the podium and that will bring a full Jaguar trip triple finish. Uh say we might not agree that electric cars are the best for racing. Car like you like probably like me, you miss the emotion that you can see on the V10s comparing to the old times. But in terms of uh, racing pinnacle, I think Formula E is where Formula One should be. So you never see the same team dominating. You have you see a lot of uh, emotive racing. You see overtaking by overtaking. It's never the same person finish. You never know what's gonna happen. So that is what should be more a little bit about Formula One. And you saw Jaguar finally come good at Sao Paulo 
Ypres, underlining the prospect of a fighting back from the poor start of the se season, and now he's challenged Porsche and DS for the 2023 Formula E World Champion title. And that is amazing because from the top six, you see a lot of hard fought, strategy, challenge, and never, like I say, you know, we're gonna know who's gonna win. In this case, it was a bizarre ending with the winner, Mitch Evans, stopped with the car. <laughs> after the checkered flag when he, he ran out of power so it's always great for racing and I th like i say i think formula one should look on that model and bring a little bit more closeness for we can have this type of racing on the uh, fuel motors is no more to talk about motorsport it was a slowly weak is a lot of things that i wanted like i say to bring more but i don't want to extend too much otherwise i will be here talking for hours and that's not out is about the podcast like i say we will bring some changes on the end of april as soon as we finish these five uh, special guests that i already have announced and after we'll start slowly bring a, a little bit more talk because there is a lot of uh, topics that i want to further more the talk without extending so much and it's time to jump on sim racing. Sim racing, contrarily, have bring a couple of races. We have uh, the fourth round of uh, the ECLR was graded. Uh, you can see that Team Redline is coming up and probably will bring a lot of good races for the final. Dyer McCormack was finished on the first the first podium for the first winning for Williams, Jerry Thoman for RAG, and Kevin Siggy from the Team Redline. But you can see Team Redline finish with a third, fourth position, and the 11. So you see a lot of teams coming up. You see Team Furia from Brazil, Kayak Oliveira finish on seven, and on the 12, Lassen Sorsen finish two. So you see a lot of teams coming, fighting back, and it's good, always seeing the difference on all the teams finish team redline like i say i was expecting them to be on top i'm just a little bit disappointed with the mercedes i don't know what's happening there if it's the car that or if it's the setup they say they are not adapting very well to the race i would like to know so please leave me on comments what you think about what's happening with the mercedes on this ecrlr or, or more on the Sport. And of course, you need to talk about 12 hours of simbring. And before we jumping on the winners, we need to talk about the drama again with Verstappen and this time Verstappen and Paolo while they was leading. So Verstappen make his uh, uh, sim racing endurance return with the IndyCar champion Alex Palou. However, the race was a little bit short-lived after the drama at the start. The, he starts very well, but he has contact with another car on the GTB class. When he brings back to the pits, he discovers that the car has too damage to continue the race. And this came a little bit after the Verstappen called the Le Mans virtual, in this case, the Air Factor uh, clan show. Uh, to the technical problems early this year, we saw him getting disconnected with the faulty servers that mean that them. them and in this case was a little bit different. So he had the damage, the damage will come from a net code and not the actual uh, accident. iRacing still have a little bit problems with this net code and we need to start addressing a little bit better. Verstappen take it very well. I think he understand that that's a game problem and not a promise problem. So it's just the game need to develop a little bit further sometimes Probably if it was a LAN race, that will not happen, as you can imagine. So I think, like I say, these teams already have a lot of money involved. I think they could fly the people to a destination and make the race there on that destination. But <laughs> I think it would be impossible. Like we're talking about 3,218 teams, 9,000 drivers with 756,000 laps driving. So this is a lot. Of course, we are not talking about the main category, but I think the main category probably should be done on the, on the same location, 
and with the rest being uh, like they do online. But talking about the falling 12 hours and respecting the bumps, Urano Esport took the top honors of the day, winning overall as well as the GP GTP class, which utilized the new BMW M Hybrid V8 racing machine. Driving in the first placing was split between Dominic Hoffman with three, 237 laps complete, with 172 laps led, and Daniel Alves Lorenzo, 170 laps complete. The Urano first team beat the BMW M team Redline with the duo of Chris Lugan and our Portuguese superstar Diogo Pinto, but just over 40 seconds different. So on total of 12 hours of endurance. So it's amazing. On finish on top was another Urano Esport entry, the one, the number 192, with uh, Vlad Kimichev and Jonas Walmer finish on third on class. On the GTs, I could talking about the team uh, uh, after the um, drama with Mark Verstappen, Team Redline teammate on the Ferrari, Gianni Vecchio and Ole Steinbrenn win the GT class over the Ferrari of Arnold's competition driven by Nicolas Rubilar and David Thoff, who finish on second and on third place will bring the Mercedes AMG GT3 from the Autos Sport Green, a trio made by the Dino Lombardi, Matteo Uglotti and Simon Maria Marcino. I'm sorry for the pronunciation, like I, like I say, I've been a little bit sick and it's a little bit difficult. And that was all about this big racing that happened on Sim Racing. But it's a lot to talk. It's been announcing a lot of new th uh, things coming to Sim Racing. The first one is Assetto Corsa Competizione is keeping bringing more about the, the huge update. They start bringing a new update of liveries to console of the 2022 with, I presume, six months difference comparing to the PC. is a huge delay but is a lot of talk going under and that talk is with gt1 being official on gt that means we're gonna have hypercars on the assetto corsa competizione i would like to see them and i would like to see a little bit more about the prototypes i think assetto corsa competizione could bring the prototypes probably one or two more um, circuits like everyone is expecting but I would like to see them develop a little bit more of the hypercars hyper and the prototypes. As you know, motorsport uh, game delay again, the IndyCar past the 2023 is no more that you can talk about it. It's, it was a game that I was not expecting coming deliver already. I think it's been a lot of delays, a lot of talks, is nothing been announced. I know Lego come like a surprise and it's going to be announcing in two months. But this is not an arcade game, it's a game with a lot of develops, so I don't know what they're expecting to do. Keep talking a little bit between the simulation and the arcade is Gran Turismo 7 new update, the 1.31. It's already been leaked, it's gonna hit on, sorry, on Thursday. And that will bring five new cars, Audi RS5 Turbo DTM 19, Mazda 3, the Burgundy selection from again 2019, the Porsche 959 from 87, the Porsche Carrera GTS 904 from 64, and the Toyota Alfarad Executive Lounge 18. Probably the people that don't know that Toyota Alfarad is that classic Asian slash Japanese car that is like a sandwich. <laughs> so it's a big car, it will be funny. All the new Porsches will be available, as you can imagine, on legendary car dealership starting on the March of 30. And we'll be bringing new tracks layout. It's not a new track, but two new track layouts for the Nubring will be added to the game, including the Nubring Endurance and the Nubring Sprint. The Sprint layout cuts the standard Nubring GP circuit short by adding a sharp right R-pin connecting to the back half of the circuit just after turn 4. The endurance layout appears to introduce the same R-pin on the GP circuit in addition to the full loop of North Leaf. On the new event, you're going to take advantage of new layouts and new race, race events have been added to the World Circuits, including the Nürburgring, Japanese 4-wheel drive Challenge 600, the World Touring Car 800, Kyoto Driving uh, Park Porsche Cup, and Tokyo Express Japanese 
LWD Challenge 600. Other events have also been changed, including the track layout for the pickup truck race will now take place at Willow Spring, Daytona International Speedway and Colorado Spring. Setting changes have also been applied to the Roll Touring Car 600 race at Tokyo Expressway and you can now access to the race shop when using Circuit's Meeting Place. And we talk a little bit now about the LEGO game. The LEGO and the 2K games have officially unveiled a brand new racing game. It's quite funny because I, three or four episodes ago, I was thinking I was missing an arcade game and even my sister was uh, speaking about the missing of the LEGO racers like I, we used to play when he was kids, the f- number one. In this case, something appeared without, you know, and 2K develop a game with the LEGO a little bit similar to the people already saw in Forza Horizon. If you remember Forza Horizon 4, add a little bit something. But this is uh, completely groundbreakable. So the story is set to go as a from a rocky driver to a Sky Cup championship, as they call it. So you're going to have to make a lot of progressions in the Bricklandia including a lot of challenge, collectible and mini games. The races, as you can see, we'll see in some videos, we will have three different types of car, uh, cars or vehicles. You're going to have a street vehicle, an off-road and a water vehicle. All of them can be changeable if you want by the bricks or you can use the setup already on the game. On the last news that I want to talk today is that Rain is coming to iRacing and what you can gather from the images there will be established weather for date that covers the period prior of the section. Uh, real weather might affect the simulator's weather but there will be limitations to ensure everything will, works normally. The state or the track will carry over the, from the practice to qualify and then to the race with the established times. Condition will change no matter the, sex, the session and there are transitions between state which means that intensity of the rain will also change. I don't know a little bit about the details, about the forecast possibility and I don't get any more info if going to have wind or rain direction, speed or approximation. We don't know about how this going to be affecting iRacing comparing for example with the Gran Turismo. 7 HUD with, with is a little bit very precise but you're gonna have to see if um, that uh, type of solution will be ultimate implemented and will be near like we can see on the uh, Assetto Corsa Competizione or on Automobilista 2 where they have a live radar information. He's still having uh, some rumors if L the LMD cars will come to iRacing, uh, recently adding uh, the BMW M Hybrid V8, so possibly talks that will bring a little bit of more prototypes that will compete in WEC or the IMCA, M, sorry, IMSA. Let's see what is uh, going to happen. They have a lot of uh, manufacturers to talk about. We're talking about Porsche, Cadillac, Acura, BMW, Lamborghini, uh, I know iRacing have a couple already of LMP2 and the API models. Let's see if they're going to announce everything a little bit more to the com- to the simulator. And that's it, guys, for today. Like I say, I'm a little bit with problems on my voice. I don't want to extend you your pain of listening <laughs> my sick voice for so long. But I wish you guys a great week. And I hope I can keep seeing you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much.